After Buzz TV, it's Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With clicks to the business of everything that's high. Call it Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With the flicks to the business of everything that's high. Welcome to Ringside Pop with Kia Stevens, Marty Elias, and Dale Rutley. Welcome everybody to our SummerSlam Takeover Special Edition of Ringside Pop. Just to let you know, we are always dancing to that song every single time that we're <laughs> raising the roof. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, so we are here to uh, discuss all our favorite memories from any past Summer Slams, yeah. and uh, today is the day. It is Summer Slam day, so hopefully you guys enjoyed Summer Slam and are having a good old time. I am going to be there in person. We are obviously pre-recording this, yeah. um, but so it, later in the episode, you have all the interviews that I've gotten from uh, SummerSlam weekend. But as of now, I am the Walking Dale on Instagram and Twitter. I am here with the lovely Kia Stevens at Mean Queen K on Twitter and Marty Elias at Marty Elias1967 on Twitter. So let's get to SummerSlam memories. What is, if you had to pick them, what's your favorite SummerSlam memory? Gosh, I went. It's a toss up between two of them. Really? Okay. All right, but you have to know the context. Okay. Okay. Of it. Mm-hmm. All right, because the the like the one I like. The first one I'm gonna mention is when Zeus Tiny Lister like came in. Oh, okay. And like stared down Hulk, and then like they did like a little something. Uh-huh. And the reason I liked it because we were all excited because uh, the movie No Holds Barred had just oh, you know oh, so wow. it was just like ah yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's gonna happen and whatnot. So like that that moment, the, the the segment itself without that context wasn't that exciting. Right. But with that, it was like that was awesome. That's the great thing about wrestling. It's all about how it connects to you in yes. whatever moment, anyway. So yes. that's pretty awesome. So, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah that's... And the other one I have to say, because I'm a girl, mm-hmm. was when you know uh, Macho Man and Elizabeth got married. Ah. That was a good moment, even if you weren't a girl. But yes, yeah. I can see that being a, a I was there. I was there at Madison Square Garden. Where? Really? No way. Yeah, I was. That's I, awesome. I, I actually went there with Paul Roma. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It was exciting. It was like it was like the the most um, the second most wedding I used to obsess about, other than Princess Dies. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The two weddings, I was like, that's what that's what mine's gonna be like. <laughs> I'm gonna mix the two. <laughs> That, if you could pull that off, that's right? Yeah. <laughs> the hell of a wedding. Go ahead with that. I hope I'm hey, getting an invite. The, the queen used to be a fan of wrestling. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'd heard, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Marty, how about you? Uh, mine would have to be my first SummerSlam that, that I did with WWE. That was uh, 2006 six, okay. uh, with Randy Orton. Randy, uh, Randy and uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Randy was doing the whole Legend Killer angle right but prior to that they had set it up with randy and brooke at uh saturday night's main event and then it led to the whole hogan and and randy Uh but for me i mean you know i i I had a personal you know connection with that too because me and my younger brothers and such we would go to pizza parlors and we would watch summer slams and we would sit there and we'd pay like five ten bucks you know because pizza and then the pay-per-view you know when pizza parlors did that uh-huh. and uh, you know we would go and but for me to be there 
and working the pay-per-view and working it with Hulk Hogan, who we've seen, just like you said in the SummerSlams previous with, you know, Macho and, and Zeus and things, you know, to, to actually be there. And, and I'll never forget it. When Hogan's music hit, I mean, I literally got choked up because <laughs> it, it was reminiscing back to us going to the pizza parlors and, you know, seeing it with my brothers and sisters yeah. and we'd pile in and I'd drive them there and to hear his music was, was just, I'm getting goosebumps now, you know, but it, it was just an awesome aha moment and going like, wow, dreams come true. Is it really goosebumps or the fact that you just want to show off your kids that you got uh-huh. a little bit of both, a little bit of both. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always supporting that kiss, army. Kiss lover. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it should, mine, mine is from live events as well. I mean, it, it shows you how, if you haven't been to a live wrestling show, what you're doing with your life, first right. of all. Exactly. Uh, but SummerSlam, for me, uh, I also have two, because why narrow things down? It's our show. <laughs> um, is my first one, um, Hogan as well. This was, I think, 2004. It was in Washington, D.C., uh, obviously didn't live there at that time, but went up to see it, and it was HBK Hogan, mm. and HBK was selling the shit out of every single move that Hogan did, like, hard. Wait, it was, was so the, funny. Is that the one where he bumped, like, a thousand times? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, it reeked of, like, backstage something going on between those two. Like, it was so, but as a fan, I was like, this is hilarious. It was like, flick. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you know, funny. Sean was selling brother. Uh-huh. Exactly. Brother. I also caught a JBL $100 bill. That fell from the sky on that show, so I also felt very special on that. Oh. Um, and then my more recent one was when John Cena and Brock Lesnar went at it. Uh, I think that was like 14 or so at uh, here in LA. Yeah, that was the last year they were in Los Angeles. Was that the yeah. last one? Wow. Yeah. How sad. Uh, maybe they'll come back. That contract's expiring. Yeah, they there. seem to run a couple year deals with each of the places they do SummerSlam, so I figure it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although. L.A., we got like a six, seven-year run. I got to be honest. That was good. That was good for me. Yeah, you know what hurt for me for uh, for SummerSlam WWE? When the first year that they did sign that deal was uh, 2009, and they were going to be at SummerSlam. I got released two weeks before oh, no. SummerSlam in L.A. Wow. for the first time. Not your favorite Not my favorite, memory. man, and it was heartbreaking, wow. to say the least, yeah. you know, because it was two weeks away, and I already had a match scheduled and everything, and... Uh, you know, to be let go two weeks before, and then, you know, oh, talk about heartbreaking, but I'm over it because I'm doing ringside pop, baby. Yeah, so that that was my particular favorite one. Oh, and I got turned into a meme that year uh, as well because my reaction to Cena got caught on camera and it just turned out. Yeah, it was pretty funny, um, but uh, (laughs) they even put it on the network later as like the extreme moments or whatever. Um, so those are our favorite uh, SummerSlam memories. Uh, also, TakeOver is happening yesterday once this happened. So I, of course, had to talk to somebody from TakeOver. Nigel McGinnis and I got to go on a nice drive through crew together uh, through Chick-fil-A down in New Orlando. Nice. Um, so check it out. Here is Nigel McGinnis and myself, drive through crew, and then interviews from SummerSlam. You know Stone Cold ETs? Uh-uh. Shut the f*** up. Uh-uh. Yeah. How did you miss that pop culture uh-uh. icon? What is it? It was a guy from, I don't know where he was from, probably Canada, pretty funny. Um, and 
He'd put an E.T. mask on. Okay. And talk like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But in like E.T.-isms? No, just, just as, has an E.T. Completely mask. as as Stone Cold Steve okay, Austin. Okay, okay. And drive to get through drive-through and water stuff. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Christmas and it was brilliant. <laughs> That's you got funny. a YouTube. All right, I'll look that up. YouTube. I actually started getting book places, believe it or not. As that character? Yeah, like on, on wrestling shows. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, people loved them so much, but then you got the book so poorly. It just kind of killed his heat. <laughs> <laughs> Poor E.T. Stone Cold. Poor Stone Cold E.T. <laughs> Stone Cold E.T. says Shark Boy does a good uh, yeah. Stone Cold I love Sharky He gave him a name He gave you your name? Yeah What? Yeah He said my real name wasn't English enough And he was a big fan of Spinal Tap Oh okay And uh, so he uh, said Yeah I'm going to call you Nigel And that, that stuck I'll check for this is Eddie speaking May I have an Nigel so we're right here by Full Sail at the Chick-fil-A. Do you come here often then? Is this a spot for you? No, no. I've got a couple of regular spots actually. I've already eaten today, believe it or not. There's a great sushi place down near the PC I go to all the time. Uh, it's good sushi in Orlando? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not really a connoisseur of sushi. I uh -huh. love it. I eat it a lot. But, you know, I still love McDonald's. <laughs> So, what if there was McDonald's sushi? <gasps> would, would you eat that? <laughs> I'd invest my life savings in it. <laughs> so, how's NXT uh, been treating you then? Fantastic. My whole experience with WWE has just been awesome. That's great. It's uh, you could say it's been a long time coming, and it has. At, um, I'm not counting my chickens. I'm just enjoying it, being present, being mindful. If you were counting, there's two chickens. Let's miss one. <laughs> Can I do it in an ET mask? Would that make it funnier? That would be great. I may eat some of this bread today. You could sit on your suit. Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> be disastrous. Be like Conor McGregor's suit. There's something topical. Huh? Oh, my God. What do you think about that situation? Bobby Fish told me about it last night. Oh, yeah? And I How's he doing? He's doing great. Yeah, he came in here. Um, yeah, he's an official NXT he's himself officially now. Uh, on the boards yeah. and on the books. And, um, yeah, came in at a great match with Alistair Black. Alistair Black is kicking all the Ring of Honor's guys' asses. I certainly is. I like Alistair Black. He's got a cool vibe. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm sidetracking, but... Yeah. So, yeah. Conor McGregor, what did, what did Fish say about it? Well, just to explain that... What did he what did it say on, on his... Um, oh, God, I don't know. F something you, racist? No, I think <laughs> you said F you. Not actually F you, but the whole word. Mm-hmm. But in very small writing, so you couldn't see it immediately when they got a tighter shot of it, then you could see it, mm. I guess. But I don't know. I mean, Maronello is doing some of the announcing on it, it's helping promote is he? it. Yeah, nice. Um, so he was talking a little bit about it as well, and the odds of everybody involved. I'll say like seven to one right now, the odds for McGregor. Mayweather never lost, right? Has he lost yet? Yeah, I don't believe he's ever lost. He's a world champion. Um, and yes, he's retired for a few years or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. They'll draw some money, though, that's for sure. Yeah, they so, both win. Really? 
Right. How's uh? So Morrow, had you known him before he just came back? I talked to him a couple of times. I think I came on his radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to actually be competing, and um, so I'm, I'm obviously familiar with his work as well. So, but we never really hung out a whole great deal. But it was great, you know. It was great to him. Um, come on board. It's nice to have him on NXT as well. Yeah, you know, I think it suits him well. Mm-hmm. Just the, the style and everything else. The same with me. It's a great spot for me. Mm-hmm. Get some reps in now as well. You know, try and learn more of the style here. Mm-hmm. So you can hear him booming through the whole <laughs> building. Really? Like I could hear his commentating <laughs> from my seat. He <laughs> projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, interesting road for that guy, but I'm I'm glad he's he's on the up and up and we're all on a journey, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've been there since January, right? UK tournament was your first. I still, whenever I get any footage of that on the the network or anything, it still like warms my heart. That whole that whole week, yeah, it was just like such a fun. So I, I drove up there with a bunch of buddies and. To see you there doing right. your thing for the first time, hanging out with your mom. It's just like such a weird random. I'll, I'll probably never go to Blackpool again. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds that I'll, that'll even happen? Right? Yeah. So it was just like a really cool, special time. Yeah. It was for me. It was for a lot of people. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaks volumes about what a cool, cool idea it was in general. You know. We're hoping to follow up on it now. We've done the um, we did the special. Mm-hmm. So the commentary with Jim Ross for, which is awesome. There is something in the works, I think, coming up, but uh, when yeah. that will happen, I don't know. I think there's uh, some logistical issues involved, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, but lots of irons in the fire when it comes to WWE. Good old JR. Yeah. Have yeah, you but, done much with him besides that special? Not really, no. Um, no, I was never, never on his podcast and um, never had any of his barbecue sauce. <laughs> I am eating it's some good. though, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Some, I agree with some barbecue sauce. <laughs> you just say, oh. It's butter. I think it's butter. It is buttered. Mm-hmm. Your body's not going to know what to do with all this. Oh. <laughs> Skinny Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should talk about Cole, because I don't think people give Cole enough credit. No, you ain't kidding. He's you a ain't... cool cat. He's a cool cat, he's a nice guy, he's a great guy, and he's a great boss, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, I mean, I got a chance to hang out with him in Blackpool and a couple of times outside of, of WWE as well, and just, you can't speak well enough of him, and I don't think people understand what, what a great that? job he does, because... He's just easy to hate, for some reason? I mean, I know, you know, he had some heel moments, character-wise, but... There were a lot of times people who didn't sort of break in the right way, mm. you know what I mean? Sometimes people sort of take umbrage to that, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, but people don't understand how things work behind the scenes. And I can tell you, without him beside me for that, that UK special, I would have been hopeless, you know what I mean? Like he just, he, he knows how to set you up in the right places, he knows when to talk, when not to talk. Now on the NXT shows, he um, produces us from the back as well. Every, wow. every week, I learn something new. You know, that's awesome. It is. It's, it's I fantastic. Mean, he gave you a glowing review as well, though. You know, on Twitter and stuff mm. like that. He was putting you over quite a bit during that UK tournament. Money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Does your mom go to see much wrestling? No, no, not at all. Not unless I'm in it. Or could have been a minute since she had been to a 
match. Yeah. She said, she said the funniest thing to, to me. Because <laughs> when we were sitting there, she said, they're a lot skinnier than they used to be when Nigel wrestled. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, you know, there are a lot of more cruiserweight type, type guys now. They seem to be. But it was just such a funny, like, off-handed comment. <laughs> I always say that. You, you can learn more about it from people who aren't fans mm -hmm. people who are. Because as fans, we take it so much for sort of granted. And it's those little things that make the big difference, I think. I've always said, you know, you're going to get a guaranteed audience. Mm -hmm. People who are always going to watch the show no matter what. Right. But what you need is those fringe people. Because once you get those fringe people, then you get everybody, you know. Well, yeah, I love the fringe. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> no thanks, I just laughed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, the hardest part, right? I mean, that's why they do the the Goldberg runs and the, the things, you know, it's kind of like to get more of those fringe people to come back in. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? People like to think it's simple, but perhaps it's not. There are complex things involved in what, what produces the peaks and valleys mm -hmm. in any kind of entertainment business, you know? Is it individual people or is it moments and, in, in social history? What do you think? I don't know, I think there's something to be said for the cultural zeitgeist of the times, if you think of the 1980s. Mm -hmm. MTV, Cindy Lauper, um, Mr. T was huge on TV as well. Mm -hmm. and both of them sort of coming on board at the same time. Give it a nice shot in the arm. Yeah, got a lot of interest in, you know. It was a new... MTV was kind of like, I guess, the internet of that day. Everybody was watching it. It was the cool, hip thing to do. That's where the cool kids were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, to a certain extent, I mean, ECW was kind of leading the way in terms of the internet in the burgeoning days that, mm -hmm. that probably helped it get a little bit more um, success and popularity. Yeah, and I, I guess that 90s boost was, was the competition, really. You know, like, yeah. what will they do? You tune in just to see like what ridiculous thing they try to up each other with. Right, and we'd never seen that before, you know, in yeah. the 80s we created this sort of separation of church and state or whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> Where you had the two companies but they never talked about it and then all of a sudden the gates were wide open, all these matchups you never imagined and sort of seeing beyond the curtain and how, how the industry seemed to work. It's an interesting time to be around it, for sure. Are you excited for the for the Mae Young Classic? I am, actually. I really am excited. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to, at some point, sit backstage and you can listen over the commentators mm. and listen on the bell. It's all being produced oh, as well. Cool. So I, I can't wait to, to hear JR and Lita do that and, and see the girls as well. You know, I know some of the girls already. Um, I think, in fact, some of the girls have been on NXT, actually, in the past. But mm, yeah. um, I know there's going to be some girls that really stand out and... I love girls, so... It <laughs> won't be a problem for you. No, fantastic. You know, <laughs> I love wrestling. I love girls. Girls wrestling. <laughs> it's money. <laughs> I am Dale Rutledge, and this is NXT Times. I am here with EY, Eric Young. How's it going, buddy? It's great, man. Yeah, absolutely great. Nice to meet you. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's good to, to to be alive. It's good to be seen. Yeah, it's uh I mean it's been a long time coming. I feel like so, six months ish. 
yeah. for your NXT Yeah, official? I think so. I think officially it's probably closer to 9 or 10. Oh, okay. Television-wise, 6. It's around 6. I, I only know TV. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's, that's all anyone knows. <laughs> all my facts are based off of TV. Yeah. Does that seem weird? In my mind, I'm really good. But in reality is I am not. So it's <laughs> very, very similar to the same thing. So how's the transition been going for you? It's good, man. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, wrestling, television wrestling, is, it is the same. This is obviously the big leagues. You know what I mean? This is, uh, it's, I, I mean, I'm in awe of it every day, the machine. And uh, I remember having a moment at WrestleMania, and I'm sitting at Access, and me and Nikki Storm are signing, and we look out, and there's this line around the corner for us. And we look over, and the Usos are over there, and their line is twice as long as ours, and I can hear people wrestling over to the left, and there's 10,000 people. And at that same time, there's 10,000 people at the Amway for the Hall of Fame, and it's all happening seamlessly, and yeah. it's it's unbelievable. It's a juggernaut, man, and I mean, it's awesome to be a part of it. Mania always blows my mind. I mean, it's, access it's even insane. specifically. It's like we're just here to look at and talk wrestling, not even go to a show. Right. We just want to climb a wall and meet you guys. And, and there's not enough time to do it all, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, Orlando at this point has got to be your, your home away from home, right? I yeah. Mean, I've, I've spent three quarters of my professional life there. And I was like, why don't you just move there? And I, it just never really worked out. And uh, I still live in Nashville. Uh-huh. I fell in love with it when I moved there in 2004. And, and I'm, I'm still there today. So it's uh, that that's my home. But Orlando is definitely the home away from home. I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. So is Nashville your actual – were you born there or why the no, attachment? No. I was, uh, I'm born in Canada. Right. Born uh, and raised just, ac- just across from Detroit, about an hour, hour from Detroit. Yeah. Uh, but I moved down to, to – um, Tennessee when I first started working full-time at TNA in, in 2004 and and uh, I fell in love with it man and I, I don't think I don't think I'll leave it seems like a, I've only been once but it was super dope the one time it's that made, I went. the problem is the secrets out now there's yes, it there's is. Like 120 people move there every day and oh my god if you have to go anywhere at in between seven and nine you realize how big the city's getting <laughs> I heard that about Iceland too like it used to be this small, quaint little town in Reykjavik or whatever, and now it's just like the secret yeah. out. It's getting like blasted everywhere. Yeah, we're definitely the the, Aus- the Austin, Texas of oh, yeah. of the mid south. So it does have that cool music uh, attachment too, yeah. just like Austin does. So, so twelve years ish in TNA, right? Yeah, that, twelve years. Yep. Do, yep. do you miss anything from over there? Uh, I mean, I miss a lot of the guys. I mean, yeah. like the reality is, is like that's uh, that's in, in wrestling. That's where I was born. Yeah. You know, like uh, I wrestled before that independently, but that's where my life as a professional started, and and I. I had a lot of good times there. Yeah. You know, I, I have no complaints and everyone could complain about something one way or the other, sure, but of course. I, I'm just not like that. I'm, I'm too, too stupid to be upset, I guess, <laughs> which is good. I live in my little happy bubble and, and uh, yeah, life is good, man. It's the fact that I've been, you know, my goal, my number one goal when I first started in wrestling was I just said, I wanted to sign a contract saying that this is what I did for a living. Like uh-huh. I had a real job, you know, I did, I did that. I worked nine to five and did all this other stuff, but that was my goal. My, 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 my only goal in wrestling was to sign a contract to say that I, I could do this for a living and I've been doing it since 2004. I think you nailed it. Yes. Some people would say, okay, some people not so much, but you know, it's kind of like art and everyone, it's all subjective, I suppose. So you keep up with anybody from over there then? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Abyss, a lot of, I would feel like maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Abyss is one of my really good friends. Jeremy Borash is a guy oh, I, nice. yeah. I, I keep up with. But yeah, a lot of the guys, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty heavily changing over, the changing of the guard over there and stuff. So oh, yeah. I wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, I, I keep in contact. They keep me real busy here, which I like. That keeps me out of trouble. And, uh-huh. and uh, I mean, doing what you love for a living is awesome. You know what I mean, like, I, I tell my people, you know, people I know and stuff, like, I haven't worked since 2004. That's how I look at it. You know, nice. the traveling and stuff, like, we didn't get in last night till almost 6 a.m. Oh, man. So. Yeah, and here we are. Here you yeah, are. Yeah, takeover day. A lot of people don't see that kind of stuff, but it's, yeah, I mean, dude, like, I wouldn't change any of it. It's amazing. 
That's awesome. I mean, so so 12 years there, then how did you know when you were done? Like, what was the, the thing that you were like, you know, I should look around and see what else is going on? Or, or was it just kind of a, you accomplished everything? Or Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, like I said, I set out to, to sign that first contract, and I did that in 2004. And then from there, you know, your goals morph. And then it was like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hold a title. So, you know, people can't take that away. It, as long as wrestling history, it, it, you know, I was a, an NWA tag champ or I was a, a, you know, a heavyweight champ or a global champ or whatever. And the, the truth is, is I won all of them. You know I mean, I, I, I did it all and, and I wouldn't change that. A lot of people are like, you know, did, did you like doing comedy wrestling? Did you like doing, like, I got a TV show out of it. It was amazing. A couple, you know I mean? really? Yeah, I mean... yeah, yeah. I did two, two, uh, three seasons, three full years of, of having my own television show and, uh, and I wouldn't have got that if I was just, you know, Eric Young wrestler. Right. I was, I'm sure your body is uh, happy about it. Too. Yeah, I, 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 it was something I definitely talked to Hunter the first time we talked. And I said, like, you know, I was on, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older, but I was on vacation for nine years, you know. <laughs> So that was okay. Yeah, right. I was making money like I was wrestling, but I barely ever wrestled, you know, which was uh, can be frustrating. Like, I, I you know, I still sure. love wrestling. It's yeah. still why I got into this, and, and I still love it now, you know. And, and uh, the best part of today will be when I walk through the curtain. Yeah. All the rest of the stuff is awesome, too, but the best part, no doubt, is always walking through the curtain. Nice. Yeah, I can only imagine. Well, I'm excited for it. It's definitely going to be quite the match going yeah. on this evening. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, you training some of the guys. I mean, you have Ty Dillinger here. At Crazy Steve as well, right yeah. over at TNA. Yeah. Um, do you have any good stories from either of them, or anything that uh, I, I interviewed Ty? He was a, a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, I mean Ty's one of those guys. Like he started at my school, and, and we're not far off the same age. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. So we had a lot of stuff in common. Um, he was living in the city where I was living, and and he was with this girl, and they broke up, and he ended up living. At my house, me and him shared a room. And oh, cool. he, he lived uh, an arm's length away from me and was at my school. And he was one of those guys like, he, you know, today we're this what we're learning. And you would show him once and he could do it. And he could usually do it better than I could. Oh. You know, he's one of those guys. That's he's, satisfying, though, he's I'm an, sure. It, it's, I, I'll tell you, one of my coolest professional moments as, uh, as a wrestler and as a guy that's trained people was being at the Royal Rumble. And just seeing how, how much respect he's garnered over the years of being here. Everyone knows him. Yes. You know, everyone respects his work and his ability. And the fact that he's, number one, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. I mean, he's one of my really good friends. And, and uh I was there when he, he ran out in the rumble, you know, the huge pop. And like, I almost cried in front of the undertaker because it was emotional for me. You know, like it's, and you know, I'm his father in a way, you know, like he's I mean, done. Definitely. He wrestling did, father. He, yeah. I'm his wrestling father. Yeah. You know, like they, they, they leave home early and, you know, and he was, he was good right away. And, uh, I'm not going to take any of the credit of his success, but it's cool. Like I know I helped him and, and, uh, instilled things and doing things the right way. And, and he still does those today today. And it's, it's uh, it was a very proud moment for me. Nice. Less embarrassing than I was hoping for, but that's still pretty Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are there any of the uh, guys, so you, since you've been down here, who are some up-and-comers or, or maybe on the newer side that you kind of see like, oh, okay, there's going to be some magic flowing here? I mean, the truth is, is, is like, is it being a guy that is, was from the outside and now on the inside is like, this is the thing that has happened in NXT where you know, they, they had The Shield and they had mm -hmm. Bo Dallas and they had Neville and these guys, and, and then they transitioned to the main roster. It's like, oh, well, what are they going to do now? Right. And then it was Finn and Joe and... Aries and and Shin and you know and now it and then they go up and say oh what are they gonna do and now it's Hideo and Bobby and and us and then the revival goes and then it's heavy machinery and AOP like this 
this is the circle of life, guys. They like, always figure it out. Let's let's get over the fact that people are going to go up and do well and be successful because there's a hundred people that are hungry as anybody at the performance center right now. You know, hundred. There's a hundred people that you don't even know, you've never seen, and they're they're all going to be good. That's that's the Shangri La of pro wrestling. I wish the gym I trained at looked like that. It was. Oh, man. It's the Disney World of it is. wrestling training. It is. Sure. It absolutely is. I, I every chance I get, I'm down there, and you know, I'll go in and do class with those guys and sit in on a skull session washing videos and stuff like it's i mean it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and there is i mean there's unbelievable amount of talent there and they're all coming up you I mean you're going to see them at some point or the other that's the nice thing about having these different brands is that they can you know force them out of the nest kind of like you're saying and yep. then suddenly there's this whole new crop right so, it's, and there's all we always hear the questions online it was like oh well, how do they replace it or you know there's guys that aren't ready this that, and the other and then and then boom there's a, there's another takeover, you know, and it's filled with people that half of them weren't on TV six months ago. So, and that's me included. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, so how about sanity? I mean, was that something that I, I, you kind of had an idea on or, or they were kind of looking to do something like that? Yeah. For me, I mean, going in is I, I pride myself on, I think my, my number one skill in wrestling is versatility and, and I've proven that. And, and I, you know, sure. this is more of, uh, of Hunter's, brainchild you know this is a thing that he's wanted to do for a while he had this idea in his head and this image and and uh he saw me as the leader of it and he had this we had this funny conversation where he said like i saw you turn heel and i didn't believe that you could do it and then you did and it was so believable and it was so raw and he said that's the guy you know that's the guy i said well you should have called me two years ago you know kind of thing <laughs> i but, was still that guy <laughs> you know i i'm uh I, I believe in fate and everything happens at a time and for a reason and and uh everything took care of itself and i'm right where i'm supposed to be i'm right where i was going to end up and, and i believe in that heavily uh and and being part of something that's like his brainchild is is exciting you know this guy i you know i'm not trying to embarrass him but I grew up watching. Right. I, I remember I stole a I stole a poster of his from Walmart because he was one of my favorites and was like an inspiration for me to to work out and to look like that. You yeah, mean, I mean I obviously don't, but um, he's a. Uh, I mean, is just such a pro, and it's been nothing but respect from day one. And I was very involved in the music and the image and oh, the nice. entrance and and uh, and I don't and I don't ask for that. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna earn it. You know, like right. I want to earn it. But it was it was given to me instantly, and uh, and I will never forget that. Yeah, I mean, it's been such a, a ride, too, to, to have even just an audience member. What a great way to come in yeah. and, and uh, bring other guys with you and everything. So, I mean, it's just been really awesome. I love the uh, love letter to HVK that you did yeah. for Yeah, that's uh, a, another thing that happened here, you know, another door that opened because of uh, the massive eye that's on this company and the multimedia monster that it is. Is like that's something that I, I think I wanted to do, but I never thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll write articles for ESPN. Right. I'm not – it takes me a while. You know, I'm kind of stuck on, on, on two different ideas, and I'm – sussing them out right now so but that was important to me you know this guy that i have this kind of relationship with a guy that i idolized and i felt like that's this cool platform and i could get that off my chest and now we have an have an even cooler relationship and i almost made him cry and vice versa and it was <laughs> dude it's i mean it's crazy it's surreal you mean i'm like a 15 year old me could see me right now it would yeah. blow it would blow his mind you know yeah absolutely blow his mind stealing triple h posters and now he's yeah. uh, giving you a brainchild yeah. of his yeah. and yeah. hbk at the performance center well congratulations either way my last question for you so you did have a couple of great shows is there something if you could have a, another one is there something that you're kind of looking forward to if you could do it or, or yeah, what do you I, think i mean with that kind of stuff it's like a, i believe i can wrestle forever uh -huh. that's and that's uh 
me being an optimistic person and, and a, a person that was on vacation for nine years, I you know I got a lot, I got a lot of tread left on the tires for something as a, as a guy that's an older, older performer, I guess. But you know, that's something that uh, I'm talking with travel channel right now about a, a show about uh, this Alaska crazy Alaska is the thing right now on television. Uh, and, yes, of course. You know, so it's like, you know, if you want to go kind of, adventure through alaska you better be tough so that's the kind of that's the spin is like this guy's a bad dude and he's done all kinds of stuff but can he survive kind of thing and you can do your own trailers with this voice i feel like yeah. everything sounds yeah. more Vo- badass voiceover is something that i've also been interested in yeah and, bad, yeah. yeah i've done some stuff i was almost uh i was almost Raisha ghoul on the batman animated series no way. yeah i had a couple callbacks for that so i got real close to that's something that i'm definitely interested in but this is my focus you know and, and i told them when i did the show originally wrestling is my job wrestling is my life and nothing will super proceed this but that's something that you know i'm always interested in because it was an amazing experience nice well thanks so much for your time today this has been really surreal thank you so man thank it was you cool so much it was cool so much it was cool so much it was cool so much thank you everybody this was a wonderful SummerSlam takeover i really appreciate you guys tuning in for ringside pop you can follow us at facebook.com slash ringside pop or on instagram at ringside underscore pop uh kia where are people finding you at? You have a little match going on yourself? Yeah. Getting back so, in the ring? Yeah, I'm somewhere in America beating up on somebody right now. I wish if, I could be there for if that. If you want to know where, go to Twitter, Mean Queen K, or go to Instagram, Spinning Fist. Marty? Uh, <laughs> I like that wink. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Marty Elias, uh, 1967 on Twitter. Marty Elias, 67 on Instagram. And Marty Elias on Facebook. Awesome. This has been wonderful. Thank you very much, AfterBuzz TV, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Dale Rutledge, and Stephen Lemieux, managing producer for AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Donica, and the entire Ringside Pop staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Ringside Pop. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV network. Buzz you later!